Hi, this is Tracy S. Morris. I've missed a few updates on my podcast and blog this month, but with good reason. Not only has Christmas rolled over me like the Polar Express, but the night before Thanksgiving, I hit a deer with my vehicle, and no, I am not making that up. Everyone's fine, except for my faithful mountaineer, which will never be fine again. But that's another story. So I'm putting out this last podcast for 2018 before I close the book on it. And hopefully 2019, I'll be back on track. So here we go. There are definite moments that kill an entire industry. For example, the crash of the Hindenburg pretty much drove a stake in the heart of Zeppelin travel. And the cartoon Beavis and Butthead pretty much killed the band Winger as soon as it aired. And prior to the TV special, A Charlie Brown Christmas, there were such things as aluminum Christmas trees. But then the special chopped down the whole industry. And I am not making this up. Aluminum Christmas trees came to prominence in the early 1960s, a time when everyone was looking to the future with incredible optimism. The World War II and the years of post-war austerity were over, the space race was on, and technological progress was driving home decor trends. People bought microwaves for their kitchens, which they used to make TV dinners that they ate off of plastic plates in front of their new televisions. So, why have a natural tree when you could have a shiny space-age aluminum one? Of course, you couldn't hang lights on an aluminum tree because you might electrocute yourself. Instead, the tree could be lit by a spotlight with a color wheel attached, which would make the tree look pink or blue or yellow or would rotate through them. My grandmother had one of these trees, actually. Um, it was very weird really. Um, anyways, by 1965, things looked different. Rachel Carson had published Silent Spring in 1962, which raised awareness of the environmental issues that would come to underlie the environmental movement in the late 60s. President Kennedy was killed in 1963, and in 1965, the first troops entered the Vietnam War. So to say everyone was troubled is an understatement. When A Charlie Brown Christmas came out, it had just the right message to resonate with an America that was looking for reassurance, and with people who are on the cusp of rejecting the materialism of the early 60s. Charlie Brown was every American viewer. He was depressed when everyone told him to be happy, and he was searching for meaning. His search leads him to reject the most obvious symbol of commercialism, a big, fake, pink Christmas tree in favor of a symbol of the nostalgic, simple, sincere past, a scrawny, authentic-looking little tree that dropped needles everywhere. The special was created on a shoestring budget over six months. It was completed just about 10 days before it was scheduled to air on CBS. Executive at CBS and Coca-Cola weren't convinced that the special would work out. In fact, a lot of them were certain it would tank. It had a jazzy soundtrack, blatant references to religious beliefs, and odd choppy pacing. But the show's message struck the right chord with audiences. 15 million viewers watched it. The only show that did better in that time slot was Bonanza. 
enough, it did well enough that CBS would continue to order Charlie Brown specials for years to come, which is how we ended up having specials like It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And the only thing that really tanked were sales of aluminum Christmas trees. Within five years, most tr tree manufacturers were out of business. At least until the mid-1990s when everything from the 60s rode that nostalgia train right out of the attic and right back into the sunlight. You can still find vintage aluminum Christmas trees. They sell for a pretty penny. Reproduction trees are also being manufactured. Or you can just scour the dump where many of those old trees ended up. Pretty sure they're not biodegradable and they're still out there. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. My podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all the other directories now, so you can subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find us. For more bizarre stories that I didn't make up and some that I did, go to my website, tracysmorse.com. When I'm able to, I post a new history story every Monday. You can also subscribe to my newsletter, which when I'm able to send it out, I send out an original speculative fiction short story. My goal is every month when I'm not hitting a deer. <laughs> or you can check out my short stories and novels on my website. If you want a good laugh, why not purchase one of my many fine books like Bride of Tranquility, which is a murder mystery set in a haunted hotel during a Renaissance wedding. And sometime in 2019, the third book in the series, which will be called It Came to Tranquility, will be out. The books are available on Amazon through Yard Dog Press or Bain Books. And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.